0: Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we are going to continue to look at a company known as EAF. Uh, like always, I have my buddies Bull Solo and Darth rated ready to keep track to see how the company is going. So let's get started. So in the last episode, we took a look at the company's 10Q report and all the information that they've provided in the earnings. If you guys want to learn more about that company, feel free to check that video out. If you guys just want to take a look at the financial numbers, this is the right video. And like always, we're going to start off with the income statement. So in the income statement, we're going to take a look at revenue, cost of revenue, and gross profit. Here we can see the revenue for this company has been pretty much flatlined for the past five, six quarters. There was a jump up in quarter four of, of last year, but ever much. It, this company is pretty flat when we take a look at revenue. Um, we do see there is pretty much a small growth going on, but it's not much as we see this company has most likely hit some form of near capacity on, on its products. And that's why we can see that that revenue is only increasing dr- um, drastically. Cost of revenue has also did take a nice leap up and it does seem to flatline. So what does a company need to do to do better if they hit a revenue capacity, or if they hit capacity of some sort? They have to reduce the cost of revenue as a whole. And this is one thing that they do talk about in their earnings call, that they want to reduce the cost of revenue, and that's something they're developing in the future. So that's definitely good news for the company. Here we can see the gross profit for this company. Like revenue, it is pretty much flat. There's no real ups and downs going on here outside of some noise. But for the company to have a positive gross profit, the first point I'm going to have to do is give to Bull Solo. The next thing I want to take a look at is operating income, earnings before income taxes, and net income. So here the first thing I see is that they're all positive and that's great news. But what I'm really looking at is to make sure that all of these incomes kind of follow the same results if they do follow the same results then there's nothing to take a look at and here we can see they all look pretty much the same when we take a look them one by one by one so that means there's no funny business going on if there was some funny business happening somewhere I would be able to see it in one of these in one of these charts so for that I'm gonna give another point to bull solo here next we're gonna take a look at my favorite um, document and that's the balance sheet In the balance sheet I love to see a company with a very strong portfolio. I feel like this is where you can really see if a company is doing pretty well. Right here, right, we can see off the bat this company's total assets is is much lower than its total liabilities. And that's where we get that shareholder equity. The shareholder equity is the difference between the two. And we can see shareholder equity is definitely on the negative side, negative $709 million of shareholder equity. That means that this company has about $700 million more liabilities than the company has assets. For it to have a negative shareholder equity, I'm definitely going to have to give a point to Darth Bear on this one. As we keep going down, we're going to take a look at the asset distribution and the liability distribution. Let's start off with the liability distribution real quick. And we can see a huge huge portion of this company's liability is all non-current debt. So that's debt that does not need to be paid off within the um that that has more than twelve months to be paid off um and we can see this company has about two point two point oh two billion dollars of sorry one point nine nine billion dollars of non-current debt and one thing we can see is there is a decrease in this non-current debt this company is paying off this debt over time so that's definitely a good news one thing I definitely would not want to see and if you're investing into this in this company one thing I would always keep in mind is make sure this company does not increase its debt anymore. I would not want to see a debt bigger than this right now. It, the company seems to be doing fine. Let's take a look at the cash flow in a bit to see if this comp- how this company is doing. But it seems like it's able to maintain this heavy debt and it's able to to control it. Right? Debt at this debt is not always a bad thing, right? You need debt to finance stuff, to buy new stuff. As long as you can control the payments on this debt, that, that's 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 completely fine. Um, so it's just something that uh, as an investor you need to keep an eye on. So that's one thing we'll see in the free cash flow and the uh, and the cash flow statement sheets. Overall, the other liabilities have maintained pretty flat throughout the quarter. So there's no changes there. This company, like I said, is probably uh, it probably already knows what its costs are, and we can see it's pretty maintained throughout throughout the quarters. Um, this company at this moment the company has a current debt of 46 43 million dollars to pay off next let's take a look at the asset distribution in the asset distribution we can see that this company is pretty pretty rounded with different with different items right now the company is sitting with about 205 million dollars of cash and cash equivalents right that's a nice amount of cash when we compare it to its total asset distribution but it's pretty scary when we take a look at it with the liability distribution how 205 million cash and 2.0 billion dollars into debt. but we can see this company has had this current debt for the past one two three four about five six quarters let's take a continue to take a look at the asset distribution this company has about 313 million dollars in receivables And that's more than enough to pay the payables. That's one thing I definitely like to see when receivables is higher than payables. Uh, It does have $171 of intangibles and $314 million in inventory. Uh, A huge portion of this company's total assets is property, plants, and equipment. But for a company that's producing something, this is something that you know is bound to happen. So I just want to take out the property plans just to get a better look at what's happening with the other assets. And we can see here that cash and cash equivalents has gone up. Just last quarter, it was at $42 million, where this quarter is at two hundred and five. Um, tax taxes are pretty much flatlined. And what here has been increasing? Receivables has been increasing, which is pretty good. And um, inventory has also been increasing. So that's um, both of those are not bad. Right now, the asset distribution is something I, I kind of like seeing. And for that reason, I'm going to give a point to Bull Solo. But that liability distribution is, it seems healthy. It, it doesn't seem healthy and when you take a look at it in the, in the overall aspect, right? You don't want to have a huge portion of your company being non-current debt. But I think this company at the moment has been paying off, has been doing well, that the liability distribution is not a healthy one but it's not a completely horrible one to say but for that reason I still think it's not a complete healthy liability sheet so I'm going to have to give another point to dark bear on this one and it's it's not as horrible as it's as it seems in the overall picture right because we can see this company is definitely paying off this debt over time and as long as no new debt gets accrued um then i think this company will be fine. All right, next we're going to take a look at net cash flow statement sheet here the first one and the only one i think i'm going to take a look at today cuz looking at the other ones they're not 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 meant to there's no real point in looking at them. Right now it's net cash flow from operations. Net cash flow for operations is what you want to see always positive. This means that the company is producing a positive net cash flow from its everyday use. And here we can see that that's definitely the case in the past 5 6 quarters. This company has has produced a nice, healthy, positive net cash flow from operations. So for that, Bull Solo gets a point. Next, I want to take a look at net cash flow from operations and see how it tracks with revenue. So one thing you want to see if revenue is going up, you want to see net cash flow from operations going up. Because if, if revenue is going up, but net cash flow from operations is going down, then that does, that means there's something going on. There's some trickery. Going on with the revenue itself. But right here, we can see that they're pretty much, if you look at them just line by line and not by numerical value, they track each other pretty well. And for that, that's good news. I'm gonna definitely give a point to Bull Solo. Next, I wanna take a look at net income and net cash flow from operations. And this is exactly like what we just looked with revenue and net cash flow from operations. You want net income to follow these two. And again, it does. And like I mentioned, I already gave the point to bull solo on this one and uh here it's just just continues to agree with me that there's no trickery going on with this company right because if this company is producing a positive net income you also want this company to be producing a positive net cash flow from operations if it does not then that means that this company is doing some trickery in this net income right what 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 is there to pay to have to be net in income or is just collecting fake income at some point and that's why these are two things that i really like to track at next i want to just take a look at accounts receivable and how much they account for percentage of sales here i, I again want to make sure that there's no weirdness or no fluctuation no crazy fluctuation going on and we can see this company stays within range of about 15 to 20 20 to 10 percent and right now it's sitting around that value at about 16.14 percent there's there everything that that's a this is trailing 12 months um the day sales of standing this is how long it takes the company to collect its money after a payment after a sale has been done and i do like that there is a decrease going on in in this right you want to see that this company is collecting its cash faster you never want to see a company collect cash lower right you want the money to come into the business um faster Than slower and this is what we're seeing here so that's definitely great news for the company the final one we're going to take a look at are just some metrics and here are the most the ones i like to take a look at first let's just take a look at gross margin and profit margin gross margins for the company have been decreasing overall past the quarters so that's pretty that's that's definitely not a good thing but as we saw in the last video one of the big things is cost of revenue has been increasing and that that's definitely going to affect gross margins and profit margins, and we can see even though the decrease is little by little, this company needs to start reducing its cost of revenue and build bring up this gross margin and profit margins just because we see a dramatic not not a dramatic increase and that both values are positive i'm not going to give a point to neither bull solo or dark bear right Darth bear there's definitely Darth bear has the has right now the point that there, it is decreasing little by little, but bull solo still has the point that it's, it's not that much decreased. So for that reason, neither of these guys get a point here. Profit margins, right? We see the same thing, right? It, it seems to be peaked at 49%, and it has been going down 44 43 41 40%, but it's still above 40%, which is still a good value. So right, both Darth Bear and bull solo would get a point here, but I'm not going to give one to either because we have that positive profit margins but Darth Bear is also seeing that negative decrease. But that decrease is smaller, and we see that this company does have a higher cost of revenue that it has been talking about, and is trying to achieve future plans to increase this. Current ratio, this company has a very nice current ratio. This is current assets divided by current liabilities. Here in normal, you just want to see about a one. Uh, anything higher than one is good. This company has a 3.38 current uh, current to um, to... Current asset to current liability ratio, and that means this company has about over three times more assets to pay off its current liabilities. So for that reason, Bull Solo definitely gets a point. Unfortunately, Darth Bear is gonna take the point in this debt to equity ratio. This company is has a negative debt to equity ratio, and that can only mean one thing: the equity is negative because you can't have negative debt. Well, you probably could, right? If a company is paying you. Um but right now we know the case that this company has a negative shareholder equity and it has such a high um debt ratio it has such a high debt ratio right now and for that Darth bear gets a point price to earnings ratio this company has a very low peak ratio of 4.04 um if we took a look at, if we took if we took a look at the last episode we saw that right now it's probably sitting at about 4.5 ratio based on what earnings per share we're taking a look at is 2019 2020 but this company right it does seem to be a company that has capped off in revenue the only thing it can really do is it, it is increasing revenue little by little but the only thing it can truly do is reduce its cost of revenue and for that reason we can see investors know this and for that reason it has a four point a, a low a low price to earnings ratio does that mean i mean what does a price to earnings ratio mean it means to this is what it means it means if it takes this company four years right now for it to make enough earnings to to value at the company's current stock price so i think four years is a pretty low time um and let's take a look at the at the PowerPoint presentation where we actually looked at it, You we were actually right on it. This company right has a forward PE ratio of 4.53 with the current stock price based on the earnings per share estimate of twenty of two dollars and eighty nine cents. To be honest, I mean, I think if for a for a company again, this is where investors an investor has to feel comfortable um, how much they're willing to put in for how much amount of time. And this, um, valuing a company, I think, is pretty subjective on how much a person is willing to wait. Based on this company, right? A company that has pretty flatline revenue, but a company that's doing pretty hefty shareholder return with buyback programs. And it also has a huge amount of, it pays back dividends. It also has 70% of its total capacity already. Already accounted for, sold for for the next five years, it has an increase in revenue in revenue, and it has an increase of earnings per share. Then a five is definitely easy, uh, easy understandable of forward P/E ratio. I personally think seven years is still pretty easy for that, and for that reason, I personally would would be okay paying a even up to a seven forward P/E ratio. So two eighty nine um, times seven would give me a price of what? What a- Two eighty nine times the price of seven. That's a twenty dollar stock right now sitting at twelve dollars. That's almost a hundred percent increase. So the company is definitely, in my opinion, pretty cheap. The only thing that you definitely have to make sure is, I, I definitely, I would, I wouldn't mind buying EAF, but the moment this company takes on a whole new debt, is a time when I would. I would second guess myself, I would, I would leave the, the, the company, right? I would definitely leave the company. If this company was to take another huge debt, I'm not saying maybe a hundred million dollar debt wouldn't be much, but if it takes another like one billion, even 500 million dollar debt, this is a company I would exit out because to me, it, it is not and it, it's not mean to, it's not able to be able to maintain that, and if it's continuing to take out debt, then this company is doing something wrong. But yeah, I definitely, I, 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 I'm not too crazy about the stock, right? I'm not too crazy. I definitely enjoy the stock. I think it's pretty cheap, but this is not a sector I normally look at. And that's why I'm happy that it's such a low PE ratio. And like I said, seven years is definitely not a long time as, as an investor, right? Think about all the, uh, all the dividends you will be making at that time. So that, that PE rate, you will be making your money back in, in, in less time than that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know I did. Make sure to let me know what other stocks you guys want me to take a look at. I I definitely enjoy learning about other companies. I, as an electrical engineer, I tend to follow more into electrical tech companies just because it's mainly semiconductors, mainly because it's something I, I truly know and video games or just companies I know. But I definitely like to learn about other companies. And looking at the numbers is something that I really have fun with. So make sure to let me know what other companies you want to take a look at and let me know what you think about EAF. Is that huge debt really scaring you guys from, from, from purchasing this company? I know many people would not want to buy a company, would not want to invest in a company with such a huge shareholder, negative shareholder equity. But yeah, take care guys. Have a good night and see you next time.